Hey guys, it's Edelise. You're listening to It's Personal with Pants Optional. This episode is part two of our Girls Just Wanna Have Fun's work series. Spoiler, there will be lots of Spongebob references and metaphors in regards to budding adulthood because this is one of my preferred coping mechanisms, so apologies in advance if that's not your thing. Here we go. Spongebob! Mr. Krabs! What did I just get through telling you, lad? But I... uh, she... Spongebob, you're fired! Huh? Fired? Eh? Spongebob? So, speaking of Spongebob, looking back, I think we can agree that Spongebob Squarepants was overworked, underpaid, and treated like garbage during his time at the Krusty Krab. He got this job as a doe-eyed young fry cook wanting to make a difference with his grilling in Bikini Bottom. And though Spongebob's spirit was never beat down by the greedy Mr. Krabs, his co-worker Squidward was another story. Squidward was tired, disillusioned, and cynical after years of working at the same fast food establishment. And similar to Spongebob, and to many of us during our first job, we're excited, ready to graduate, and looking at our future with bright-eyed naivete. We're going to take whatever's thrown at us and serve up one Krabby Patty on a toasted bun with a goddamn smile on our faces. But then... Somewhere down the line, it seems like no matter how much work we take on, it's never enough. We become stressed at the idea of going to work. We're burnt out and underpaid. We consider quitting for a bit, which is quickly followed by a, eh, I'll stick it out. And then something else happens instead. Something that you may be expecting or maybe were not expecting at all. You're fired. And it's like, oh my god. Did I really just get fired from my first job? It's sort of disorienting, it's relieving, and it's just like a whirlwind of emotions that you didn't think that you would feel all at once. The fact is that you and I are sitting here today because uh, this will be your last week of employment at this company. Why me? What am I supposed to do now? Am I supposed to feel better that I'm not the only one losing my job? This is ridiculous. How you sleep at night, man? I can't afford to be unemployed. I don't know how you can live with yourself, but I'm sure that you'll find a way while the rest of us are suffering. I'm, I'm done. This is a scene from the movie Up in the Air. For those of you who've never seen it, George Clooney goes around the country firing hundreds of people a year. Their reactions are understandably upset and confused. They feel let down by their employer, and then they're forced to ask themselves the terrifying question of, what will I do now? And this was sort of the case for this week's interviewee, Fabiana, an Austin publicist. Fabiana landed her first big job at a renowned PR firm in Austin. She'd had a few jobs before this, but this was supposed to be the job. Think Andy Sachs a la The Devil Wears Prada. The one that a million girls want. Oh no, it's uh, a million girls would kill for this job. And though Fabiana was, like, super excited to start, she goes into work that first day, and she has an uneasy feeling. I walked in, and nobody said, 
high, which I thought was really weird, except for the office manager slash receptionist at the time, who was super, super sweet. And I remember I sat down and my boss at the time had their desk right next to mine. And they looked at me and they go, this is your desk. Set up your email. These are your assignments for the day. Like, that was it. Pretty much. Probably not verbatim, but it was pretty much along those lines. Like, nobody was like, we're so excited to see you. Like, welcome. And, like, listen. All those, like, HR things, I get it. Like, I like working with people, but when someone new joins the team and is, like, onboarding, like, it's kind of awkward. Like, it's like they're the new kid and you're, like, trying to get to know them and figure out how they're going to fit in, like, the dynamics of the workplace. Like, nobody's really, like, excited to see me, but at least pretend that you're excited yeah, that I'm going to... just make you feel comfortable. Or at least, like, yeah, make the person feel comfortable, but, like, nobody made it feel that way. And the whole day progressed, and I was, like, waiting for a team lunch, and it never happened. Every company that I've ever worked at before that one, there was, like, some semblance of a team. And I feel like it was very telling that I didn't get welcomed, and that wasn't a thing that happened. Everyone was very, like, heads-down focused on working. So uh, there was definitely a shift in which I was, like... I'm going to start job hunting and, like, dip once I get a job. How far in? Like, by the six months. So four months, I was like, this isn't working. I'm going to try to make it work. Six months, I'm like, this is intolerable. Like, it got to the point where I was having stress dreams about work. I was sleeping, like, two hours a night. Like, the toxicity of the workplace was transferring onto like my so this is the part in our career development where we morph into squidward the reality of our workplace hits us and suddenly we find ourselves caught in this emotionally abusive relationship with our job we know we're being treated like shit we know we hate the feeling of going into the office another day and yet we don't leave Because we think the benefits of having that job, or even the benefits of the pay that it provides, are going to outweigh all the shitty stuff that you have to deal with. So we write it out. So it was like, crap. Um, Yeah, by like the ninth month, I was so over it. Like legit, that I was like getting into dumb email fights with my bosses over the dumbest stuff. Because they would just, they would get very angry at like the pettiest things. But also, there's this lingering feeling that it's your fault. You feel like it's your fault that you're not succeeding at your job. You feel like you're the problem, and therefore, if you can just fix yourself or figure out what the problem is and do better, then your job will also be better, and then everyone will have a good time. And it can take a couple of tries to figure out that sometimes, the majority of the time, it's not you, it's them. I'm in the wrong industry. I'm too young, like, I overestimated my skill set, like, maybe I need to go back and get an internship instead of being an account executive or, like, a publicist from the get-go, like, I clearly am not prepared for this. But then I would also, like, gravitate towards, like, I've had really amazing PR mentors that have told me I'm more than prepared to do this, like, I've had other people wanting to hire me, like, it's not me, it's them, or it's, like, the culture that's during me it's not me but then i would also go back to like i'm awful. sometimes the universe will take over for you and fire you before things get worse 
why I think I'm like a good publicist is my ability to read the room. Like as soon as I walked in, I was like, I'm getting fired. Like I just already knew it by the like their like expressions and like the way they were sitting. And the final boss person starts talking and is like, you know, based on our conversations we had in December, so like two months ago, because by this point it's February. We don't think anything's changed. And I was like, well, it's been two months. <laughs> like, um, you've been here almost a year. Like, she said all these other things, but I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to say it. I was like, she's going to fucking say it. And then she's like, so we've decided that we're going to have to let you go. And essentially, like, just the way, like, the last thing I heard before we're going to have to let you go is, you're just mm, not the right fit. I don't do and I was like, uh, that sounds um, illegal. You can't fire me because you just don't fucking like me. Like, illegal. That's exactly what I I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is so good. This is so good. Because then it's like, I'm not the asshole. Because yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. And I remember like in my head, I was like, Oh my god, yes, yes. And then I I remember like the thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, okay. And then they kind of made a face. And in my head I was like, fuck, I can't let them think I'm happy. Like I should cry. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, I should use all those like acting school like things I learned and like performance from when I used to dance. So I like started crying. I was like, cry. And I just started crying on cue. And I was like, this has been like a really amazing opportunity. And like I hope we can be friends in the future. Like, I loved working here. Blah, blah, blah. And so I left the conference room and they're like, you can finish your tasks or you can leave. And I remember walking out and just being like, this is a godsend. Like, I don't have to come back Monday. Like, they cannot email me anymore on a weekend. Like, they can't call me. They can't text me. Like, this is amazing. I was like, the clouds, you know, the rain has stopped. The clouds have parted. My skin has been healed. I no longer have to wear glasses. Like, everything was beautiful. And then I went, oh, shit. Because I was like, I don't have a job. What am I going to do? <laughs> and then I figured it all out. <laughs> you can't do that to me! I'm your boss! Not anymore, Mr. Krabs! I quit! Oftentimes, when we're exposed to stories of unemployment or getting let go, we see them in a negative context. We're never shown how being fired can be a fresh start or a time of self-reflection or just a time to figure out who you are and what you want again. Of course, this goes without saying that money is super necessary and not having a job is even more stressful than having a job sometimes, especially for those who might be financially unstable. And it's particularly hard when you're first starting out in your early 20s. So staying at that job that's shitty is completely understandable. But sometimes you should know that if the environment is too toxic to where it's affecting you physically and mentally, then it might be time to get out of there. If you find yourself in a questionable work environment, take some time to reflect a little bit on the place that you're at, how the rest of the employees feel, and that kind of thing. Because chances are, you're not the problem. Also, more advice. 
When you're searching for a new job, it's very important to make sure that the company not only aligns with what you want professionally, but that you fit in with the company culture. So I did a lot of self-reflecting and I'm like, listen, like you need to be very clear about what you want to do and what you're looking for in terms of company culture and like your values and like what goals you have professionally. And you need to make sure that the company you end up with aligns with like values, goals, and like your professional needs. And you need to make sure that like, no matter how amazing the, the perks are that like, they are actually genuinely like a good place to work that they value you as a worker they value you as an individual like you're not just another cog in the machine and like yes it is a nine to five yes you're still you know a slave under capitalism (laughs) but um that it's somewhere that you don't feel like the brunt of working 40 hours a week because you really enjoy being there we want to thank fabiana for sharing her story with us Being fired is one of those things that is pretty crazy to talk about, but every single person who I know that's been fired loves sharing their firing stories. So if you've been fired, make sure to tweet at us, to DM us on Instagram, tell us your firing story because we definitely want to hear it. This episode is part two of our Girls Just Want to Have Fun's work series. Fabiana is a publicist by day and pole dancer by night. You can follow her or check her out on Instagram at Fabianita. That's F-F-F, Avianita. She has some really cool pole dancing pics and videos, and she has the best face, so make sure to check her out when you get the chance. Keep an eye out for our next episode, which is going to be a conversation between me and Kanya talking about work-life balance. Leave any comments or suggestions for more episodes for us. Send love letters and bread baskets to hello at pantsoptional.co. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at uhpants, U-G-H pants. And that is all the plugging we have for today. Thanks for listening to this episode. It's like super personal and dear to our hearts. And we hope that you can find some time to, you know, relate to it. So go out there, know your worth, and grab a slice of pizza for us. Thanks for listening.